بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمد للہ رب العالمین وصلاۃ وسلم علی شرف الانبیاء والمرسلین محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وسلم تسلیماً کثیراً کثیر احمد بادو سسٹرس دیر آر ٹو ویری امپورٹنٹ میٹرس ٹو کیپ ان مائنڈ اینڈ تھنک اباؤٹ ون از اللہ سبحان تعالیٰ سر و الاسانی اللہ ماسا ان صورت النجم اللہ سبحان تعالیٰ سر that for a human being for a person there is nothing other than what he works for wa alaysa lil insani illa ma sha and then in the hadith in tirmidhi an abdillah ibn abbas radiyallahu anhu ma qal kuntu khalfa rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallama yawman فقال يا غلام إني أعلمك كلمات احفظ الله يحفظك احفظ الله يجده تجاهك إذا سألت فاسأل الله وإذا استعنت فاستعن بالله وعلم أن الأمة لو اجتمعتوا على ينفعوك بشيئ لم ينفعوك إلا بشيئ قد كتب الله لك وإن اجتمعوا على أن يضروك شيئا شيئ لم يضروك إلا بشيئ قد كتب الله عليك رفعت الأقلام وجفت صحف عن الأطارتي عبد الله بن أباس رضي الله عنه who said, I was one day riding behind Rasulullah on the same mount. So he was on the same camel or horse behind Rasulullah And Abdullah bin Abbas at that time was maybe 9 years old or 10 years old. So he was a small boy. He was holding the Nabi and sitting behind him. And Rasulullah said to him, O oh young man, I will teach you some words of advice. Some words of wisdom. He said, remember Allah. Be mindful of Allah and Allah will protect you. Remember Allah. Be mindful of Allah and you will find him in front of you. If you ask Allah, ask Allah only. Allah ask Allah alone. Don't make shirk with that. If you need help, seek help only from Allah. Not from anybody else. And know That if all the nations, all the people of the world were to gather together to benefit you with anything, they would not benefit you with anything except what Allah has already written for you. And if they were all to gather together to try to harm you with anything, they will not be able to harm you except with what Allah has already prescribed against you. The pens have been lifted and the pages have dried. And this is a Sahih Hadith in Tirmidhi. Now, question is, I told you an ayat of the Quran of Surah Al-Najab that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, for a person is whatever he works for. And then there is this Hadith in Tirmidhi which is saying that nothing will happen except what Allah has written. So, 
there is a tendency to believe that there is a contradiction, that there is some ikhtilaf bayna al-ayat al-Quran wa bayna al-hadith al-Nabawi. Hada khata. Laysa ikhtilaf. Al-hadith huwa tashrihu al-ayah wa tafsiru al-ayah. Kayf? There is no it appears as if there is a difference between the ayat and the hadith. Here is Allah saying you can have whatever you like and Nabi Sallallahu is saying you cannot have whatever you like, you can have whatever only Allah has written for you. So there seems to be a contradiction, but there is no contradiction. On the contrary, the hadith is actually the tashri, the tafsir or the explanation of the ayah. How? In our aqidah, in aqidatul islam, Aqidah ala qadarillahi ta'ala. Qadarullahi ta'ala khayruhu wa sharruhu wa sharr minal qadar minallahi ta'ala. Hada fi aqidati. That both the good and the bad in the qadar are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is our aqidah. Now we believe that the qadar we have, that what Allah has given us, ikhtiyar, is not absolute ikhtiyar, but it is limited control over our lives. There are things in which we have been given control and there are things in which there is no control. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us control over what we put into our mouth. If I want to eat something, I can eat it. Once it goes inside me, whether this thing will do benefit or harm, I have no control. Right? To give you a physical example, if I am diabetic and there is this fantastic, you know, whatever you want to call it, cheesecake or, you know, for the uh, desis, uh, this whole bowl of fabulous golden gulab jamuns with six inches of sugar syrup. Eh? Imagine, eat the 14 gulab jamuns and drink the sugars. I actually have a friend who did that. <laughs> then what will happen? Then you go into shock and you are in hospital or you are in the Salatul Janaz after that. No control. Once it goes inside. So, but can, it is there. I mean, I, if, if I want to eat it, I can eat it. Nobody, nobody can stop me. Similarly, spiritual benefits. There is something which is haram. There is something which is doubtful. May not be outside, outright haram, but there is some doubt. But it is there in front of me. If I want to eat, I can eat it. But then what happens to my ibadah? What happens to my dua after I eat that? For example, there is meat. I'm not sure. Zabiha, not Zabiha. What should you do? Eat? No. Make sure. Make Ask somebody, is it Zabiha? Yes, alhamdulillah, no problem, eat it. But if you are not sure, or if it is not Zabiha, then don't eat it. But if I eat that meat, then what happens to my salah? What happens to my dua? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave some things in our control. And think about that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us control over the most important things. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not give us control over the extent of our life, duration of our life. Whether I will live for 70 years or 80 years or 50 years or 20 years, Allah did not give that in my control. Whatever Allah wrote, 
that is how that is how long i believe but allah gave me control over the quality of that life do i want to spend that life on my feet or do i want to spend that life in a wheelchair that is up to me right illa mashallah means some you can get some other problems or something but generally speaking for most people most old age geriatric illnesses are a result of lifestyle choices they're not they are not illnesses there's no there are no germs involved it is because of too much of eating too much of sedentary life not enough exercise you don't move you eat all the wrong stuff you max out on carbs and sugars there is a ending to that the opposite there is another ending to that in our control allah subhanahu wa taala did not give in your control whether you will get married or not the spouse is min allah taala allah will give you if that is is if that is your qadar allah will give you a wife he'll give you a husband for the women but how you make that marriage is it is that marriage going to be jannah in this world or jahannam in this world is up to you allah did not give children in your control will you have children not have children not in your control allah will give and allah subhanahu wa taala mentioned that in the quran yahbu li man yashau inasa wa yahbu li man yashau dhukur allah said to whom to who we want we will give girls daughters to whom we want we will give sons to whom we want we will give both and to whom we want we will give nothing so from allah subhanahu wa taala but once you have children will you raise them as people who will be under the shade of the shade of allah subhanahu wa taala on the day when there is no shade will you raise them in a way where they will make dua for you day and night after you die that you should be in the in in jannah whether you will whether you raise them as children who will be sadaqa jariya or whether you will raise them in a way where they become bandits and their amal will come to you as azab in your qabr is up to you that's up to you you have choice both wealth allah did not give that quantum of wealth whether you will earn a million dollars whether you will earn 50 million dollars whether you will earn a billion dollars or trillion this allah did not give in your control this allah will decide quantity but whether you will earn it in honorable ways and spend it in honorable places and do good for yourself in your control that wealth whether you will use the wealth to earn jannah or jahannam in your control allah gave it into our control to right jannah or jahannam both places Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said when he went in Mi'raj he met Ibrahim alayhi salam Ibrahim alayhi salam said to him Jannah tell your ummah he said tell your ummah ya Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam the Jannah is like a flat plain like land very fertile land everything will grow beautiful land but there is nothing there there is nothing there you have to plant tell your ummah plant your gardens in Jannah What is the what are the trees in Jannah? Subhanallah is a tree in Jannah. Alhamdulillah is a tree in Jannah. Allahu Akbar is a tree in Jannah. La ilaha illallah is a tree in Jannah. So when we sit for example after after uh, fard salah and also in the morning and in the night the tasbih fatimi which we uh, read 33 times subhanallah 33 times alhamdulillah 33 times Allahu Akbar think about that and say these are 33 trees in jannah i am planting 
do it with ihsas do it with with knowledge do it with the awareness not just blind swallow swallow no, no, no. pronounce probably subhanallah 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 no need to hurry where is the hurry if there is no sukoon if there is no chain if there is no you know sabat and and peace even in the zikr of allah where will it be but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what did he say alabi zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub he said that in the zikr of allah in the remembrance of allah there is itminalul qalb so if our qulub have no itminal even in the zikr of allah then where to find itminal so be peaceful subhanallah 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 that is six trees in jannah inshallah and what is the size of a tree in jannah nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the tree in jannah will be so big that a person on a race horse galloping if he gallops for 70 years he will not be able to cover the shade from one end to the other imagine the shade of the circumference he is going the diameter he is not talking about circumference you said supposing it is a circular shade he is going across the diameter which is less than the circumference the diameter a person galloping on a fast horse will not be able to cover that diameter in 70 years how big is that tree and we just planted six eh so easy in our control so let us understand focus on that which is in our control which allah has given us so when allah is saying therefore what is the tashri of this ayah and this hadith the, the meaning wa alaysa lil insan illa ma sa manaha yani fi umur in which allah has given us control in those for you is only what you work for it is not absolute the things in your control in that illa ma saha right but things which are not in our control not in our control so i don't have control over the extent of my life but what is in my control how do i manage my health in this i will have as much as i do so if i exercise if i if i if i watch my diet and if i don't abuse you know i don't drink and i don't smoke and i don't do drugs and i don't do all this stuff alhamdulillah good for me this will show benefit because this is in my control so alaysa lil insani illa ma sa refers to the things which are in our control in those things i will have as much as i work for we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to work hard because remember the the thing which allah gave in our control is ibadah the purpose of our existence in our control what more can you ask right ibadah is in our control how much you want to worship what is the level of khushu what is the level of dedication what is the level of awareness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala everything in our control we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to do that which is pleasing to him and to save us from that which does not please him وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا رب العالمين